G'day, what's up? It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 2nd of January, 2024. Listen, I just heard my <coughs> girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend, like, you know, from my memories on my phone because it keeps popping up with memories of us and we've been broken up for like two and a half years and I just like... I just, you know, it, it like it came up, it just came up with a memory. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny at this point. It came up with a, you know, your phone like throws memories at you, which that, that still just fucking creeps me out. But uh, it came with the title of the series of photos was Memories of Together or some fucking bullshit. And, um, and it was just like, yeah, pictures of me and, a girl I broke up with two and a half years ago, just like looking happy and being nice. And it comes up with memories of us all the time. And I just wanted to stop. <laughs> so you can go in. I like you, I click the three dots and you can go in to like hide this person. And it just shows you like a whole list of faces and you click on a face and then it just hides that person from your memories. But like, I don't want to not remember her ever because she's nice and the time that we spent together I really value but I just don't want her to fucking come up like every week <laughs> like it's like so much <clears throat> I guess just because it's the longest relationship I've had and we were the closest out of all the relationships that I've been in so like we took a lot of photos over a nine-month period and so my phone's just like, well, you know, you're probably still with this person. <laughs> Things seem to be going pretty well, so, you know. <laughs> it's like this is an instance where I'm like, can you please invade your privacy more? Can you please invade my privacy more so that you can see that we've been broken up forever? Fuck. Anyway, good good way to start the year, deleting someone from my. <laughs> it's just fucked, isn't it? The memory thing. It just it, because it's like that's my memory. We outsource so much of what we do to our phones, and now suddenly your phone's like, "Hey, do you want to forget this person and this part of your life?" And at this point, I'm like, it's like fucking eternal sunshine of a spotless mind, isn't it? Because at this point. I'm like, yeah, I do, because it's just kind of, it's not even like unbearably painful, it's just annoying. It's just like, yeah, I don't want to remember that time when I was really happy with that person, and like, I still haven't fully reconciled, I guess, I don't know, whatever, whatever. I'm just done, to, I, that's it, I just don't want to think about it. I have fully reconciled it, or I haven't, or whatever, who cares? I don't care. <laughs> like, it's not important. And it keeps coming up. And then I just look at it and I'm like, did I make the right decision? It's like, <laughs> for fuck's sake. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever. I just got back from a tour. It's almost 11 o'clock at night. 
oh, I just wrote, I just wrote in my new diary for the year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy fucking New Year to you and your family. <laughs> Isn't that funny? We also have a New Year to each other's families. And like, it's important, I guess, to, you know. It's a way of reminding ourselves and each other that family is the most important thing. But also it's like, I don't know your fucking family, dude. And it's just when I find out that people have kids now, every time I see them, I'm like, how's the family? And they're like, good. I'm like, sick. <laughs> I've never even seen a photo of. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know you really. But I'm just like, got to say something to you. So I'm like, hey, how's the family? To pretend like I give a fuck. <laughs> to pretend like I haven't forgotten your name. <laughs> Which I have. <laughs> oh, I remember that you have kids, you know. But I don't know your name, mate. And I don't know your kids' names. And I couldn't probably pick your face out of a lineup. But hey, I hope your family are doing great, you know. I hope they're fucking, how are the kids now? How old are they? Oh, yeah. Oh, mate. The fucking, the old one. That's, yeah. But no, I genuinely, I hope your guys' families are good. Whatever your names are. Uh, yeah, man. Just got back from a tour. Weird day. Not a weird day. I've done my five now. I've done my five tours. I now consider myself... I've still not been able to really articulate that properly, but you know, I've ticked off. I wanted to do five tours and you know what? I'm glad that I gave myself that goal because in doing the first five solo tours, I think I've learnt a lot that will keep me in good stead for the future in this job. Like I've learned this week. I've done, um, have I done three tours since the last pod? Fuck, that's pretty good. Hey, sorry. I just burped into the microphone. I apologize. I apologize to your family <laughs> I have I did a tour on Wednesday tour on Saturday and then a tour on Tuesday I'm doing a tour every three days I've been working a lot man I uh, I did removals on Friday I've got my trial show tomorrow in Melbourne man there's this fucking uh, there's this fucking guy what's his I'm, oh, no I won't say his name I should come on you've learned your lesson but like he's just this fucking guy He's always at open mics. Actually, all right. I was I did this open mic on Thursday. It was my last gig of the year, and it was probably one of the worst gigs that I did all year. And it was such a fucking night. It was at the Exford, and the Exford can be a great gig, and it can be the worst gig in the world. And the thing about the Exford that I've said with a few people that we all kind of agree, this gig, it's like, it's like, it's a pub in the middle of the city. And it's just a dive bar and it's the most beautiful dive bar because it shouldn't exist. This pub should have been fucking bulldozed and turned into luxury apartments like 20 years ago because it's in the middle of the city. It's in Chinatown. It's like on the corner of Chinatown. And they have, for some reason, they just allow comedy to happen upstairs and the guys who run it used to run it for years, weekly, and it's good like one... It's good like 20% of the time and then the rest of the time it's like between fine and awful. But now they only since the pandemic they run it monthly 
And because they only run it monthly, it's still only good 20% of the time. But that means it's only good like twice a year, you know? So like, yeah, it's just frustrating because it's in the best place. It's got a great room. The bar's cool. Everything about it rocks. But no one can be fucked, you know, running it weekly or doing it properly or whatever. But, um, so I was at this gig and it was so bad, like it often is. And the reason it was bad is because there were three, oh, let's be fair, two, the two most nightmare audience members in Melbourne comedy. And then this other one person who's just like pretty weird. <laughs> and it's funnier if I say that there were the three worst people. They're actually not the three worst. There's two who were both equally just the worst. And then there's one person who's like weird and whatever, but there's nothing actually wrong with her. She's just kind of a weird person. There's this one guy who has this fucking crazy laugh. And it's just really distracting and he laughs all the time and he laughs when stuff's not funny and it distracts any audience that are there and it distracts the comics and it's just annoying. I won't do the laugh now because it's late and also because if I do the laugh, it'll completely give away who it is and I want to leave some kind of plausible deniability just in case. I mean, who knows? Who knows what kind of psychos listen to this fucking podcast? <laughs> you know, I had the idea before I was in the shower because I was just like, what's the point of this? You know, almost every week I ask myself, what's the point of this? But I just, I just like that I always do it. You know, it's, it's nice. I don't know. I figure, I, I figure someday I'll find what the point of me doing this podcast every week is. And in the shower, I thought, what if I got like an AI program to transcribe all of the episodes I've done, 320 or whatever, transcribe it all so that it's all in you know, like written and then like feed it through chat GPT and get chat GPT to analyze it. Like it analyzes books, like vast amounts of text and see if it can pull out like themes or like analyze it per episode, you know, like do some kind of data crunching sequence on it. And then, and then I was like, and then I'll turn that into a festival show. And then on the 10 year anniversary of this podcast, I'll do a show called Sitting Under a Tree where I analyse 10 years of me doing a podcast and it's like how much I've grown in that time or whatever. And then in doing a show about that, it'll <laughs> make people interested in my podcast. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think I'm taken enough by that idea to actually follow it through, but wouldn't that be funny? What's the marketing plan of your podcast? Well, I'll do it for 10 years to no one and then, <laughs> right, get this. <laughs> anyway, so there was this fucking one nightmare laughing cunt and um, then there's this other guy who, what made me think of him? He just, he was in my messages. I've got, that's right. I've got my trial tomorrow and it's, I say it's sold out. I gave away all the tickets. I haven't sold any tickets, but I gave them all away. And, um, so it's full, it's at capacity. And this fucking guy, 
the other guy, the not the laughing guy who's in the front, the other guy. I th- this guy's the most annoying. This guy, the laughing guy is just an idiot and he's like loud and obvious and whatever. This guy is just a fucking entitled fuckwit. And um, he just messages comics all the time and is like, oh yeah, give me free tickets to your show. Can I have free tickets to your show? And then he comes and he'll like leave halfway through because he's like, I've got to go to another show and this and that. And he always demands that you take a photo with him. And he was at the open mic on Thursday and he fucking made some stupid comment in the middle of my set, like stepped on a tag that I was about to do. And I was just like, man, shut up. I literally was just like, shut up. Stop talking. Even though there's only two people other than you guys that aren't comics here, I still... I just need to get this stuff out. I need to say it. And you're annoying. I just hate him. Anyway, he's been in my fucking... I moved him... You know, this is the kind of person that I would like to forget. Fully and forever. He messaged me. Oh, where is it? Oh, have I even... Have I even removed him completely from my whole... Oh. I didn't delete his messages, did I? Or did it just mute him and put him in primary? Oh, I muted him and put him in primary. No, no, no. I want to move to general. So he's in the... Ge- I just mo- I moved into the general inbox. He goes, on the 31st, he goes, Hey, mate, if you got anyone cancel on Wednesday for a free ticket, can you let me know? And I just ignored it. And then today he just goes, For Wednesday night, throwing shit at the wall. And it's like, I don't, I don't, just fuck off, man. I don't know. No, I don't know why. I can't, I can't articulate why I hate that guy. I just hate him. He always asks for free tickets for shit. And he's never grateful or like cool or whatever. I don't know. I just want to ignore him. I don't want to, I, w- I kind of wanted to message back and be like, buy a fucking ticket, you scab. But I'm not going to. Instead, I'm just going to talk about him in my podcast. Oh, He's going to be gutted when he comes to my show on the 10-year anniversary of this podcast and sees the 10-minute chunk about him. <laughs> oh, good tea. Good tea today. So, yeah. I've learned a lot doing these three tours this week. It's been good. I learned to commit... Commit. I learned to commit to getting eight hours of sleep because I can't do it unless. So I've been going to bed at 8.30 the night before I have a tour and it works. Um, I learned something. You know what? I learned something today actually about myself. The first solo tour or like the first driving and talking tour that I had, I had this group of 17 Americans and... They uh, called my music Elevator Music and they asked me to put pop music on so they could sing. And I did and it was great. And I always... I, I A quote from Hunter S. Thompson really stuck with me years ago. He said, I think people get overly romantic about music and they think it's like this spiritual thing. Music isn't spiritual. Music is just fuel. It just keeps you going. And... Um, I feel like I read somewhere about a study where you can work out better if you listen to music, you know, all of that kind of shit. 
right? Like it does have some kind of physiological effect. Um, and all of that is to say that today when I was driving, I did uh, – normally I do the reverse tour, which means a big chunk of driving is at the start of the day. But today I did the regular tour and so the big chunk of driving is at the end of the day. And I was doing the big two-hour – Oh my God, there's like a two hour chunk of driving and about an hour in, I was getting really tired and I just, I had the music that I normally listen to in and I was like, what can I do to perk myself up? And I thought I would just put on some pop music and I put on Love Yourself by Justin Bieber and then a radio made from that song on Spotify and it fucking perked me back up because... The music that I usually listen to, I guess it just doesn't, like, I think when I listen to music, I, I'm i li- I'm looking for new songs to fall in love with. But I guess there are different ways to listen to music. That fucking video about um, Inaudi, that piano cunt that I was talking about last week or whatever that that dude recommended to me and then I went went on YouTube and and watched the video of this guy trying to understand why people like this music that he thinks sucks. That that video really stuck with me on what that guy was saying because he was basically talking about how people use music for different things and listen to music with different goals. And I guess I've never really listened to music or like used music as fuel before. I think I love, like, what I when I find a crap. What do I like? I was gonna say I feel like I I like the way it like lifts me up, but you can't really rely on that feeling, you know. Like, you know, I love being inspired and moved by music. But that's not something that you can really bank on. Like, you know, even the greatest song in the world, you can't just flick it on and feel that, you know, touch of God. It's not that good. But sometimes you don't need that. Like when I'm driving a bus full of, full of souls that I'm in charge of not killing on a fucking, you know, rainy road back to Melbourne... I don't need to be inspired. I just need to be awake. I just need to have a bit more energy. And listening to like that radio from Justin Bieber went to like Timberlake, Rihanna. There was some Kanye in there. Just all bangers that I knew the words to that I could sing a little bit. And that kept me awake. And I'm like, why have I never used music for this before? Maybe because I've never (laughs) done anything (laughs) It's actually hard that I didn't want to do before that meant that I needed extra fuel because I've never really ever committed to having a job. No, that's not it. Come on, don't be so hard on yourself, Aiden. You've done plenty of stuff that's hard. I don't know. It was just cool. And I totally get the point of pop music. (laughs) Guys, pop music, I get it now. (laughs) I figured it out. Man, I had lunch with my dear, dear friend Luca Muller on um, on the 31st of December and it was so great. Oh my God, it was the best. 
we went to this joint called Teller on Ligon Street in Brunswick. Um, we went for a feed me menu because they had a New Year's Eve special. We went for lunch though and we found out that that menu was only for dinner but they felt bad so they gave us some extra stuff and we still did like a chef's choice menu thing for lunch and we were there. I had a few fucking alcohol-free cocktails, you know, and we were there for like three hours and then we went for a walk, got a coffee. Damn, it was nice. And on the walk, he was making fun of me going like, you know, old, old classic uh, The Optimism of Aiden Jones. That like, oh, all I need is to just change one thing about my life and then <laughs> everything will just click into place. There's no way that it's just a slow grinding process. <laughs> Many years <laughs> to get to where you want to go. And um, yeah, he he definitely nailed it. I really do. I think like that, you know, I'm like, I, I figure out one thing and I'm like, that's it. I'm fixed. It's done. It is done. But that's not what it's like at all, you know. Just because I figured out pop music doesn't mean that my job's going to be easy from now on. It's going to be really hard. I did figure out pop music though. And that's something that I will not back down from. I think that might be the title of this week's podcast. I figured out pop music. What? <laughs> I just thought of a funny way to bully this guy. Wouldn't it be funny if every week this this dude that I was talking about before who I hate um wait, what? Oh, whatever. If if cuz his like I opened my phone to write down I figured out pop music and uh his screen popped up and I was like wouldn't it be funny if I just texted him the name of my podcast each week <laughs> how long do you reckon until he blocked me there are people out there who are crazy enough that if you just texted them just unrelated phrases every week oh my god he's messaged me on fucking facebook as well can't go away i am putting you in can is there a thing that you can do Removes the chat, hides the activity. They won't see when you've read messages. Removes the conversation from chats. They won't be notified you restricted them. Awesome. Restrict. <laughs> You're restricted, dude. You're, it's, that's it. I've restricted you. Um, Aiden Giants. I've figured out pop music. Yep. That's a good title for the podcast. <sighs> New Year's was great. New Year's, New Year's is my favourite day of the year, I reckon. It is... I mean, everyone's G'd up. It used to be when I was... You know what? Shame on me. It used to be Australia Day. That used to be my favourite day of the year. Before, you know, we realised that Indigenous people... <laughs> Have rights and feelings. <laughs> and it's actually really fucked to celebrate the day that we commenced genocide on them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But when I was young, it used to be my favourite day because everyone's up for it. That's what it was like when I was growing up. And now, 
you know, obviously I don't celebrate Australia Day, but New Year's is that. Everyone's up for it. Oh, the week between Christmas and New Year's. You know what? I, or because I worked over it, I just, I feel like I didn't quite get to enjoy it. And I got, I've got, I've got a goal, man. You know, I'm working, I'm trying to pay my loan back, all of that. But it really is a magical week between Christmas and New Year's, isn't it? It's just, there's fucking, there's something special and it's over now. Oh, I feel sad. New Year's was, um, so I had lunch with Luca and then, uh, yeah, walked him back to his place and then went home, watched like half of a movie, played piano for a bit, lay on the couch, had a kind of a nap and ate some food and, uh, Got up, got dressed, put some nice bits on that I like the look of and went to the party that I was invited to very graciously by some friends, um, rode my bike and I just love riding through the streets and it's like it's Melbourne and you know when I was in Adelaide just recently, I, I was scared, I was like maybe I don't love Melbourne anymore, maybe I do want to move back to Adelaide, bull fucking shit. I love Melbourne, dude. I love riding through the streets. There's people that's leafy. People are in front yards. They're celebrating. They're excited. People are dressed up. I had to turn around. I rode past the same party three times. I was on the phone to my friend, so I was riding really slowly in the UK. in the UK. And then um, hung up the phone and realized that I'd forgot my MDMA. So I turned my bike around and rode back to my house and got my MDMA and then I rode back again. So I rode past the same party three times and all like each time I rode past, like just the people out the front of this house, they looked so cool and fun and they were just having a nice time. I wanted them to call out to me and then so I could go over and meet them, you know. I, um, but they didn't and I went to my party that I was going to and it was lovely. I met some nice people. I did some drugs. I hugged my friends. I told them that they're all great. The fireworks, when they went off at New Year's, my friend's place, they have an apartment in the city and all the fireworks went off from the rooftops of multiple buildings all around us. And it felt like the end of Fight Club, you know, when all the buildings explode and the city collapses. It felt like that. It was awesome. But I wasn't standing there with a crazy bipolar woman. I was standing there by myself. Wee. I re-downloaded fucking... I met a couple on... Okay, I met like, you know, two people who were hanging out and fucking, I guess, on New Year's and they met on Bumble. So uh, yesterday I downloaded Bumble. <laughs> I was like, maybe that's the solution. Yeah, I feel kind of lonely. Well, whatever. Let's not talk about that. Um, yeah, what a diversionary tactic. Rather than keep talking about something else, I just sculled the rest of my tea. Um, when I rode my bike home, I rode home at night. I left the party at like three. Good time. Great time, actually, to leave a party. Three o'clock. And rode through the city among the revelers. I didn't put any music in. I guess I've been 
noticing recently how music and my phone generally just distract me and trying to not give in to that distraction. So um, I had it in my head when I left the party. I'm not going to put my headphones in. I'm just going to ride my bike home and, you know, listen to what's going on around me and see if anything cool is happening or see how I feel. And I did that and uh, I noticed that I was feeling a bit shaky like exhausted almost but like maybe emotionally I don't know it wasn't physical I didn't feel sick or bad but I didn't feel very strong and I was like I just I got to get home as soon as I got on the bike I was like I I need to just get home and um yeah maybe it could have been the drugs wearing off I don't know but pretty soon into the ride I was like I reckon when I get home and stop moving I'm just I need to like stop like I can't because I'm I, I, I'm very much of the habit of like I'll get home I'll put my bike away and then like I'll just start doing stuff you know like I'll just I'll get inside I'll take my clothes off I'll grab my towel I'll go for the shower and then in the shower I'll like floss and brush my teeth and wash myself and then I'll get into bed I'll clean my room a bit, you know like I'll just be doing stuff and I just thought to myself, I'm going to get home. I'm going to get in the shower because I do feel dirty. But when I get in the shower, I'm not going to start brushing my teeth and shit. I'm just going to stop and just sit there in the shower and just be still and let my feelings come. And I I knew I was going to cry. I was just like, I just know I'm going to cry. And I mean, New Year's is an emotional time. It's an ending. It's a beginning, blah, 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 blah. And... um. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I cried and I don't need to know. It was cool because I feel like a lot of the time when I cry, I'm like, oh, well, I'm probably crying because of this or that or whatever. And I think what that is is me going like, well, if I can figure out why I'm crying, like it's a problem to be fixed, you know, or worked out. I just got to figure out why I'm crying and then I'll just do that thing and then I won't cry next time. Or I won't feel bad. Maybe it's it's my body's way of telling me that I need to fucking buy something, you know, solve a problem. But on that night, I was just like, I just, I just, I don't know. I've just got some feelings and I just need to cry to let them be. And I did and it felt so nice. I just kind of wept heavily in the shower for a bit and it was lovely. And then when I felt like it was kind of done, I got out of the shower I, you know, washed myself, whatever, went to bed and then in the morning I got up at like 10 and there's this really nice park near my house um, that I've been going to recently because I walked down the end of my, my street, Raynard Street's really long. Why did I just tell you the name of my street? Anyway, my street's really long and I guess it just naturally kind of goes downhill one way and I like walking downhill so I always walk that way and uh, then at the bottom of like a bit of hill if you turn left there's like a really big it's not even a median strip it's almost like just a grassy area in the middle of a street and I like walking down there and then recently I found at the end of that grassy area there's like a an alleyway like a bluestone alleyway and you go through that and it comes out at the start of another linear park and on New Year's Day I walked down that with some books and 
and my water, I think. And uh, and I found this little table in the middle of the park. And it's just like a wooden table. There's four seats around it, but the square, the t- it's like a little park bench, you know. But imagine a park bench, you know how they have seats on two sides. It's got seats on four sides, like in a square. And the table is just a little circle. So it's like you can sit at it with one person and fill the table up, but you could also have four people there. So you could have like a little four-person picnic. And there's only one. There's not like a bunch of them. It's just one by itself. And so I went there and I opened my new diary and I wrote in it. And then I got out the book that I've been reading, um, Sand Talk by Tyson Yakaporta. And I finished it. And one of the last passages in the book is this kind of like a meditation leading. It says you you should read this out loud to someone else or get someone to read it to you. And it's like it's like six or seven pages of text. And I just I, there was no one around. I just read it out loud, and that was really nice. And then I laid down on the earth. You know, I've really liked this book. He's talking about. I incorporated some of it into my tour today because it really makes sense. He talks about the way in Indigenous thought that like people hold stories and knowledge, but also so do places and things and animals and objects and everything holds knowledge and holds stories. And I don't even remember if it explicitly said this, but it kind of the what I kind of am getting from it is like, to understand that knowledge you have to listen and like really kind of be quiet and not be greedy or like you know not be like trying to take the knowledge and like suck it out of the thing for yourself but just be just like whatever is there i don't know man it's really beautiful i've been thinking about it in my tours like even when we talk about indigenous thought and ideas and whatever, generally it's like, I think I have this idea that like, oh man, I really want to go like learn about like this Aboriginal stuff, you know? I really want some like indigenous person to like tell me all these stories and whatever. But I don't know that that's necessarily how it works. And I think in this book, what he's trying to say is like, it's not about the stories. It's kind of a, just a way of thinking of just like being a little bit still and a little bit slow and quiet and just like looking around you and letting the things that come to you come to you and listening to them. You know, like when you walk through a place because like when they say like people and people have knowledge and stories but so do places and objects and animals it's not just like you know objects like uluru and places like sacred sites or whatever it's like everything has knowledge and stories a phone your your mobile phone the symbol of modernity has stories like you look at your phone and it tells you the story of like the things that we value as a society it's got bad stories or stories that are uncomfortable you know about like slavery and exploitation and capitalism but there's also good stories in there like about connecting with people that you care about and 
I don't know, cool pictures. <laughs> there's good things and bad things and nothing is inherently good or bad and there's nothing is just good stories and just bad stories. They're just stories, right? And um, I guess what I'm taking away from this book is like when I go, when I drive you know, along the roads and go and see the places or even just on the way to the places or when I'm there with the people, you can look around and see stories in everything that exists as you go through the land. Like, I don't know. I haven't had any more thoughts on it. I was about to try and make something up, but it wouldn't come from a real place of inspiration. But the point is, I think it's a really cool book. And, um, man, I just was sitting there on the bench, on this little one-person bench, watching a bird, you know. I watched a bird for a while. I was thinking about this article I read in The Guardian where a, a famous art teacher lady tells her students to go and stand in front of one painting for four hours and just look at one painting for four hours. And that will give you a real appreciation for art and what it is to make art and whatever whatever and then I was looking at this bird and I was thinking about these guys like Leonardo da Vinci you know and how they figured out like how animals work they would have just watched birds like those guys man they would have just fucking watched animals for hours and just drawn them and tried to understand them and then like caught them and taken them apart which is kind of a bummer I guess is that sacrilegious maybe? Is that kind of lame to want to figure out how a bird works so you catch it and fucking cut it open and look at all the muscles and shit? That's pretty fucked, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is kind of fucked. But I was just looking at it and I'm, I was looking at the way that it was pecking at the ground and I was like, I wonder what it's eating or if it's eating anything, or if it's just testing the ground. I didn't see it come up with anything, so I didn't get an answer. But it would be cool to know, right? If you sat there and watched a bird walk around the grass and peck at the ground long enough, you'd probably be able to figure out what it's eating and how. And that's nice. It's nice to just watch stuff. So yeah, that's what I did on New Year's Day. After I cried, I watched a bird and it was really cool. And then I walked around the streets and said hi to people, <laughs> which I think some people found disconcerting. Uh, there were four ladies playing tennis on this tennis court at the end of the park. And I was like, uh, I, I just smiled at one of them as I was drinking out of this water fountain. I was like, hey, happy new year. And she was like, oh, yeah, good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, they fucking they probably didn't even say have a new year to them, did they? Anyway, I think that's me, man. <sighs> did I take a photo on New Year's Day? I don't think I did, did I? No. Did I take a photo in the evening? I fucking yeah, I took some fucking terrible photos. What the fuck is this? All right, I'm gonna use this one because I think it's in night sight. Just a photo of a mess of people on the rooftop with the clouds in a building. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a messy photo, but whatever. 
I'll deep dream it anyway. That's the podcast for this week. Hope you guys are good. I'm tired as fuck. I'm going to go to bed, man. Hey, happy new year to you. And uh, happy new year to your family. (laughs) This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.